Come on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully, you guys, this week has been great. You're ready for a fun weekend ahead. A lot to cover on today's edition of the podcast. We'll recap what I learned at BYU football practice yesterday, some of the news and notes and sights and sounds I took in. you also hear from BYU kickers Skylar Southam and Jake Oldroyd. What is their competition like? How are these guys preparing for the upcoming season? you hear from both of these guys on today's show as well as we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Today's show is brought to you by the Locked On NFL and Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network as well as our title sponsor on today's show. That is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control located right here in Utah. We'll tell you about both all three of those throughout today's show. So a lot to get to and let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars Podcast for August 16th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show on a Friday. Hopefully, you guys, this week has been great, like I said in the open. And hopefully, you guys have fun plans for the weekend ahead. BYU football, it's nearly that time. They're going to be taking today and tomorrow off. They'll take the weekend off. They'll have their annual mid-camp activity day today. You'll probably see some stuff on social media of them doing various activities. So stay tuned for that but they will take the weekend off and then come back Monday expected to close out fall camp either this weekend or on Monday and then transition into game week prep mode for the University of Utah which is just 13 days away from today we need to talk about Micah Simon here in just a little bit in our church and state rivalry player countdown series we'll get to that but want to start off with some of the things I took away from yesterday's practice Uh, Kalani Sitake speaking to the media after practice yesterday said this was was a player run practice. He had the players uh, decide what they were going to do all day long. Uh, there was some hooping and hollering going on when I was walking over to practice. And of course, there's a fence, as most of you know, and bushes that surround the SAB practice fields in Provo. So you don't get to see anything when you're walking up. There was a lot of hooping and hollering, and I was wondering what was going on. But after the practice, it came out that uh, at least one of the drills during practice involved the coaching staff, Kalani Satake and his assistants, fielding punts. And uh, Kalani Satake said they all were caught except for one short one. I think he said that Ed Lamb was the one that came up with that one. So all in all, a successful day fielding punts for the coaches, got the players going. They had a good time with that. But it sounds like Kalani Satake really liked just how the overall vibe of the practice went. He said he wants his players to take ownership of this program, and he wants them to feel like, hey, this is a program we can help run. He wants, him to be, he wants it to be a player's program. And I think early on in his tenure at BYU, Kalani Satake wanted to be a player's program, but he gave the players too much leeway. Hopefully that makes sense. And I think it helped result in the lackluster 2017 season. I think Kalani has really learned his lesson. He's been able to pull the reins in when he needs to to pull back on guys keep them in line but also at the same time he's been able to give them some of the slack to allow them to grow and kind of do their thing so I think that was a good option yesterday to have the players run practice Uh, guys that stood out in practice yesterday Hayden Livingston a freshman defensive back a former quarterback now playing safety for BYU had an interception uh, during the closed portion of practice according to a person who was there for the entirety of practice he continues to stand out during fall camp Uh, we talked about Hayden recently on the 
this podcast as we profiled him. I think he's going to be a bigger factor going into the 2020 season once BYU graduates guys like Austin Lee, uh, Austin Kofensis, as well as Sawyer Powell. I think all of those guys moving along will open up sp- space and opportunities for guys like Hayden Livingston to go with Malik Moore, etc., and really bolster the safety position, but it's good to see him standing out so early on in fall camp. I think the fall camp MVP, a guy that I'm not sure will play a lot during the season, but is showing well in fall camp, is freshman wide receiver Tavita Ika, a former graduate of Provo High School. He served a mission, and he continues to show extremely well. Ika's not a big guy. five foot eight, 180 pounds on the roster, and I'd be surprised if he was 5'8", honestly, but he continues to make plays. He had a great uh, reception down the field. I, I figured it covered about 40 yards on a, it was like almost, I think it was a corner route. It could have been an, uh, an inverted wheel route, kind of just a weird uh, route, but it went. he went deep, and Joe Critchlow delivered another strike right to him, and he hauled it in for a big gain, got his player, got his teammates on the offensive side of the ball going, and I thought it was a great play, so he continues to show well, but like I said, I think he's going to be hard-pressed to see extensive action come the season, but it's good to see a young man like that taking advantage of his opportunities as a walk-on, and here's hoping that he can make an impression and build build into something more going forward down the road. A couple of injury notes or guys not participating yesterday included freshman wide receiver Keanu Hill. He had been limited by a hamstring earlier on in fall camp. I wonder if something like that flared up and they decided to hold him out. Isaiah Kafusi was also not in pads yesterday according to a source he's dealing just with a minor shoulder issue shouldn't be anything long term he should be full go by the by the by the time university of utah rolls around and not necessarily a concern uh, kalani satake was asked about chris wilcox and troy warner and he said his mentality is to get them ready for game one he said quote chris we're working we're still working on we're trying to decide what to do with him this year he's going through some rehab and some injury recovery we'll see how that progresses between now and the game time those guys Speaking of Wilcox and Warner, don't need a lot of reps. We'd like to get them ready soon if they're going to play in game one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I am still of the opinion you'll see both of those players red shirt. They'll probably play in four games this year if they are healthy enough to get on the field. But I would expect to keep that red shirt year intact and they'll come back hopefully in full health for the 2020 season and play a full season then. Neither of them have participated in fall camp to this point. Of course, Chris Wilcox had a lower leg injury last year that's required multiple surgeries to fix and Troy Warner still dealing with a nagging nagging Liz Frank injury in his foot so there you go some of the news and notes coming out from practice yesterday of course we'll be out there I think the next time media availability is is will be Monday and I think that at that point Kalani Satake will declare fall camp closed and declare game week prep open for the University of Utah all right uh, one other note before we go is I wanted to talk today about our church and state rivalry player countdown series and we're talking today at number 13, Micah Simon, senior wide receiver from Dallas, Texas and Bishop Dunn High School. Micah Simon is a fifth year senior, six foot one, 195 pounds. He was a senior, sorry, a junior captain a year ago when we had him on the podcast earlier on this week. And he said that his hope is that he can have a good senior season go out and really uh, have the season he almost expected himself to have a year ago as a captain. I felt like he put a lot of pressure on himself a year ago, and I think that contributed to his lackluster play. And here's hoping that he can go out and have a good year this coming season as a senior. Uh, Like I said, uh, a true... 
just a great ambassador for the university, a guy who's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, came to BYU, has thrived here, has really enjoyed his time. We played his podcast. We played uh, an interview with him. I did earlier on in the week, earlier this week. On, excuse me. We played an interview with uh, with Micah Simon earlier on this week, and he's working with these young guys, Keanu Hill and Luke Andrada in particular, particularly helping Andrada make the transition from quarterback at the high school level to wide receiver at the D one level, like Micah Simon did. And I think he's going to be an ambassador for BYU going forward, even after his playing days are done. So here's hoping that number thirteen, Micah. Simon goes out and has a big year this year. He was spotted on the sidelines last night at the first high school game of the season in the state, uh, watching Zach Wilson's younger brother Josh Wilson play for Corner Canyon. He's a guy who has really come to like this community. You can tell he's taken a lot away from his experience at BYU, and I think he's left an indelible impression on the BYU football program in his own right. So our Church and State Player Countdown Series continues on today, 13 days away as we talk about Micah Simon. Of course, we'll have uh, special editions with our Player Countdown Series continuing on through the weekend before full editions of the podcast return on Monday. All right, uh, we will step aside here, come back on the other side. You're going to hear from BYU kickers Skylar Southman Jake Oldroyd, guys who are competing fiercely for the kicking jobs, but also kicking job at BYU, but also are in the mix at punter. You're here from both of them. I talked to them at the same time, and it's kind of a fun interview. We'll go back and forth with them coming up next. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast is here to help you win your league this fall. Vinny Iyer is the host of Locked On Fantasy Football. He's giving you the edge with over 20 years of experience covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same podcast as everyone else. Then you'll be just the same as them trying to pick the same guys listen to this fantasy football podcast here on the locked on pie listen to fantasy excuse me listen to locked on fantasy football with Vinny Iyer right here on the locked on podcast network where he'll give you the edge on draft day and keep you ahead all season long locked on fantasy football is available on your favorite podcast provider all right, guys, we'll be back with more on the podcast here in a minute, but I wanted to talk today about today's title sponsor on the podcast, and that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local company headquartered in Utah County, and they don't believe in bugging you. And I know that's a pun. We play on words here, but pest control companies, of course, there's the door-to-door salesmen that go out during the summer and knock on every door seemingly in every part of the country. Well, All Guard doesn't believe in doing that. They don't believe in pest control companies bugging you at your door, but they do want to be the company that takes care of any pest control issues that you have. They have both a quarterly pest control program, which is awesome for some who don't ever want to see a pest, like my wife, and have have peace of mind knowing that they're taken care of. But they also have one-time services. If you just have one thing you need taken care of, they'll come out, do the one-time service. They're not going to sign you to a contract that requires you to have them keep coming back out. They'll do it one time and they'll leave you alone. They use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, kennels, and vets. So you don't have to worry about that. They have awesome online reviews. You go online, Facebook, uh, Google, any of the online review marketplaces, Allgar Pest Control, five-star reviews. They do an incredible job. I've met Seth and his team. They're absolutely fantastic. They're also the termite experts in Utah County. If you have those issues, they'll make sure you're taken care of. You can give Seth and his team a call at Allgar Pest Control at 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. Like I said, Seth and his team are the best of the best. They don't believe in bugging you. They'll make sure you're taken care of and your satisfaction is absolutely 100% guaranteed. So check them out. Call All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com. 
Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving in your vehicle, make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports each and every day. All right, I had a chance to speak with Skylar Southam and Jake Oldroyd, BYU's sophomore. I guess actually one's a sophomore, speaking of Skylar Southam. Another is a redshirt freshman in Jake Oldroyd. Both kickers who have shown well in fall camp, both of them have made big kicks in their BYU careers to this point. Well, I had a chance to speak with both of them. We did the interview at the same time, went back and forth, talked about the kicking competition, talked about them participating in the punting competition for BYU, and just what kind of the overall psyche of a kicker needs to be when they are in those game when they are in game situations that require their focus and their utmost attention. So here you go. Skylar Southam and Jake Oldroyd with myself right here on Locked On Cougar. All right, I'm here with both kickers for BYU on the roster, Skylar Southam and Jake Oldroyd. I guess first thing, this is a question for both of us you both answer. How is fall camp going for you guys individually? Start with you, Skylar. Um, it's been really good. I think there's been a lot of different learning experiences, um, but it's been really good so far. I think we've got some really good snappers. Uh, Mitch has been snapping extremely well this fall camp, and he's putting a lot of hard work over the summer, so it's very obvious. And then we've got Britton, and also we're working with a couple different holders, so it looks pretty good. And Jake's been kicking really well, as, as well as Danny. So it's been good. All right, Jake. Yeah, and it's been great to get a lot of reps um, with the whole team, both you know offensively and defensively in all aspects of special teams. Um, we put in a lot of hard work over the summer, and it's fun to be able to kind of reap the fruits of our labors with with our teammates here on the field and see the product of all that. And uh, like Skyler was saying, all the other specialists and guys that work with us on the line have put in lots of work in the summer, and we're, we're seeing how that's paying off right now. We've seen you guys working out with Danny punting as well. How much have you guys punted in your football careers to this point, and how comfortable do you feel doing it? Start with you on this one, Jake. Okay. Yeah, so I've I've been a punter as long as I've been a kicker. Okay. Um, I punted in high school. I started two years, and then my my freshman year here, I didn't punt a whole lot because we had Johnny and Rhett, both great punters, and so I focused on kicking. But um, now I've I've had a chance to work with Skyler and Danny more on that, um, trying out different styles of punting, and so it's gone well so far. Yeah, I also punted in high school as well, so kind of same thing. I think that most kickers, when they start learning how to kick, they also get taught how to punt. Um, So I've spent plenty of time punting. Same thing last year since I was a freshman. They kind of just wanted me to really focus on field goals because Rhett had been punting so well, and Danny had also just been coming in. So I think this year, since Rhett's gone and... um, Danny's here as well. I think he kind of wants us to all compete because we all punt a little bit differently, a different style. So we've all gotten plenty of reps. I wanted to ask you that because I've heard about punters. Like Danny's an Australian rules football player, so he those the rugby style punts, those rollouts. He seems that's kind of his style. In kicking, though, are there styles of kicking? Um, you, you can't really get as creative with kicking okay. <laughs> um, because the the operation time is so fast and you have to you know do it through a holder. Um, it's pretty uniform the way that kicking is manufactured, field goal kicking at least. So each kicker has their different you know approach or steps or follow through, but generally the entire process is is pretty similar, pretty uniform across the. Okay, uh, Skyler, in terms of punting, what do you feel is your best style of punting? Um, I'm definitely a lot better at traditional punting, like the same thing you would see 
in the NFL. I'm not saying that I hit the ball like that, but just the straight on where you get the snap direct and punt to either the right hash or the left hash or whatever. I feel like that's where I feel strongest. Jake, you have this style you like? Yeah, I I was always a traditional pro-style punter as well um, up until this summer. Okay. And that's when I kind of started to experiment with a rugby style. And so I've kind of formed a hybrid between the two. That's sort of a happy medium for me. And that's ended up being my best stroke. So it's, it's, it's a rollout punt, but I'm also trying to, you know, drop the ball the same as I do traditionally and hit a pro-style, you know, spiral punt. Right now, how far out is your guys' range on field goals in your mind? Start with you, Skyler. Um, I think that, I guess as soon as we pass the 40-yard line, I, I would say that's when we start to feel comfortable. I mean, that's what I would say for myself, I guess. I, I mean, I think I can speak for Skyler on this this too, but we hit the same ball where, our, like, regardless of where we are on the field. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm going to hit an extra point probably the same way I'm going to hit a 60-yard field goal. But I think once we get back around the 40-yard line, maybe a little bit farther, we can we can still get out there. Both of you guys have made big kicks in your career. You made the one against Arizona, of course, as a freshman. You made one last year against Wisconsin. Can you guys describe kind of the feeling of hitting that kick and seeing it go through the uprights? Start with you, Jake. I, I think it's a feeling of sort of euphoria, but more than anything, it's being able to see all your hard work pay off um, and to do it, you know, in front of other people where, you know, they they see the one kick, but, you know, in my mind, there's everything that went behind it. So it's very satisfying to be able to, you know, go out and perform in the moment that you're called to do so. Skyler? I'd agree. It's pretty awesome. Kind of what Jake was saying too. It's a lot of just seeing all of your hard work. I think kicking is one of those things where, I mean, you'll go out and you'll kick and you'll be like, all right, this is going to be a game winner against Utah. This is a game winner against whoever. And uh, obviously there's a pretty big difference between just doing that on your own. You try and uh, visualize what it would be like. But then once you get into a game, it's a pretty different situation. So it's always a good um, feeling to be able to get out there and try and feel that you've been put through that situation so many times before. And then to be able to hit it in the game, it's a pretty awesome feeling. I know holders are critical to what you guys do as kickers. Uh, Gavin Fowler was the guy last year. Who have you guys been working with so hard this year? So we've kind of been working with three different holders. We've been working with Hayden Livingston, um, with Jaron Hall, and also with Will Watanabe. So those have kind of been the three holders that we've been working with. And uh, it's nice to have Gavin around, too, that was here last year and knows how to hold really well. Um, it would be nice to get him back in a jersey and, and playing again. I think he would like that as well. I think it's hard for him not to be out on the field, but it's nice to have him around to help us get the holds down. Jake, what goes into a good holder? I know it's. I know it seems most people they see a holder and they're like, okay, I could do that. But what goes into a good holder? Um, one of the most important things is, is somebody who is mentally tough, who can, you know, handle any situation. Um, also somebody who has great hands who's, who's quick with their hands able to take the ball out of the air put it on the ground get it in the right spot in you know, the blink of an eye um, those are some of the most important attributes that go into being a good holder last thing for me for both of you you're from Wasatch High School up in Heber you're from South Lake which is in the Dallas Fort Worth if, I, if you guys were to take me back to your hometown where would you take me Ooh. huh I like to fish a lot, so there's a lot of good fishing places, I guess, around where I am, and also a lot of beautiful places on the mountain. Okay. So. Jake? I'd, I'd take you to go eat somewhere. We'd, okay. go, we'd go get some barbecue. 
There's a place I like called the Feed Store. We go get some some Tex-Mex at Torchies. There's lots lots of good places, but that's one of my favorite things to do at home is eat. So awesome. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Thank you. There you go, Jake Oldroyd and Skyler Southam. You said the the, the euphoria of making those game-winning kicks can't be equaled, and I would think that's absolutely the truth. You make that kick, you are the hero, and you think back to what Skyler Southam did winning that game against Wisconsin a year ago, and of course going back to 2016, and the win over Texas with Jake the Make Oldroyd, who was looked like he was 12 years old. He still looks like he's maybe 13 now. He served a mission, now he's back, both kicking. As I said yesterday, our practice insider said that Jake Oldroyd is very much an option to kick and punt, be the starter at both positions for BYU this coming year. It wouldn't surprise me if Skyler Southam, if he doesn't win the kicking job, becomes your kickoff specialist. He's got a bigger leg in terms of those deeper kicks, and we'll see what happens with the kicking positions, but thanks to both Jake Oldroyd and Skyler Southam for speaking with us here on Locked on Cougars. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit about both of those guys. Exciting to catch up with both of them. All right, we'll come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, a reminder that the Locked On NFL podcast is absolutely on fire. It's been one of the most popular podcasts on the podcast uh, universe recently. As the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson as the analyst on the show and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique takes on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. today's edition of the podcast I want to remind you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded apple podcast google play google podcast spotify stitcher the himalaya podcast app just to name a handful of the various podcatchers out there please follow along give us that subscribe moniker you can follow the show give us a good rating and review those five-star reviews particularly if you're listening on apple Podcasts. help this show get more traction with the podcast providers that they see people commenting and rating these shows. They become more popular in their algorithms and it helps get the word out about this podcast. You guys have been absolutely fantastic over the previous few weeks since fall camp began. We've had the largest college football listening audience across the Locked On Podcast Network and it's been absolutely fantastic to bring this to you each and every day. So thanks in advance, as always, for your support of this show. As we close out the show today, BYU men's basketball coach Mark Pope officially announced that six foot two guard Alex Barcelo will transfer from Arizona to play for BYU. He will sit out the upcoming 2019-20 season due to NCAA transfer rules and have two years of eligibility remaining. I wondered if BYU with him with Marcelo transferring in would try to get him immediately eligible as they're trying to do with both Wyatt Lowell and Richard Harward who transferred from UVU. But apparently they've decided, you know what, we're not going to press our luck here. We're going to have Alex sit out this upcoming season. I broke this news that Alex was transferring to BYU when it happened. Uh, You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. You can follow the show Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. We broke that news out there. And Barcelo, the former number two overall prospect out of the state of Utah, a member of the ESPN Top 100 in 2017, this is a kid who can absolutely fill it up on the basketball court and I think he's going to be a welcome addition to the BYU football, not BYU football, BYU basketball program. You can tell him in BYU football mode. So 
Uh, excited to have Alex Barcelo officially on board for the BYU basketball program. The Yoli Childs suspension still looms and stings hard for BYU this upcoming season. But having guys like Alex Barcelo set to join the program, I think it bolsters what uh, the vision of BYU's administrators and Mark Pope have for this program. Uh, one final note before we go today is a reminder that if you want to go watch BYU women's soccer and official game action, they have their ex- their second exhibition match tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at Southfield as they host Colorado College. It will be uh, broadcast live on the BYU Sports Network, the BYU Cougars app, various radio stations of the BYU Sports Network can be heard on. Greg Rubel will be on the call of that. You also can get tickets and live stats by going to BYUcougars.com. It's a kind of, I guess, the, almost the unofficial official kickoff to the fall sports season as a Another team comes to Provo to take on a BYU sports team. So best of luck to Jennifer Rockwood and her team as they are in action tomorrow night. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining the show. Reminder for you guys, check out the Locked On Fantasy Football as well as the Locked On NFL podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And also, if you have any pest control issues, check out our title sponsor on today's show, All Guard Pest Control, located right here in Utah County, but have the reach to cover anywhere along the Wasatch Front. They'll make sure you are taken care of, give them a call 801-851-1812 or check them out online allguardpestcontrols.com Until tomorrow with our special player countdown editions or on Monday when we have a full edition of Locked On Cougars returning. Enjoy your weekend. Have some fun this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for August 16th, 2019.